the Chembur Road bus stop was busy, like it had been on every working day for decades. Buses rolled to a halt in front of it frequently. They released a flood of passengers, replaced them with a fresh patch and rumbled onwards, sometimes with bodies still dangling from their doors, kicking about, trying to find firm footing. Unlike everyone else around her, Shilpa paid no attention to the buses with their ten-foot-high faces wearing numbers and destinations on their foreheads. She was only aware of their presence when they blocked her view of what stood across the street from her. Twilight had just about faded into darkness. Shilpa shared the bus stop's narrow metal bench with three other people. Over five times as many stood just in front, illuminated by spillage from the bright lights aimed at the toothpaste ad on the shed above them. She had been there a long time. Nobody paid her any attention. Across the street, the apartment building holding her gaze was perfectly symmetrical. A staircase four stories high ran through the center of the facade with windows on either side of it. When a light was turned on inside one of them, the windows were a frame. Through them, she saw clearly the evening routines of the inhabitants of Savitri Apartments. After hours of waiting, her patience was finally rewarded. The dull glow from a yellow light bulb filled one of the windows on the third floor. She spotted some movement inside. The silhouette of a man buried itself in a seat facing the television. Once he settled, he only moved to lift a glass to his lips and place it back on the table beside him. Shilpa watched a while longer. The hours of surveillance she had put in assured her that the man was alone. Furrows appeared on her brow as she inspected the contents of the large handbag that hung from her shoulder. It was time. As soon as she stood up, she tucked the end of her dupatta into her sari at the waist. With a quick glance in either direction, she crossed the street and walked hurriedly through a narrow gate, sandwiched between a mobile repair store on one side and a garment seller on the other. She walked up the stairs to the third floor. Her heart was pounding. She was breathing quickly, but it was not from the effort of climbing. Two of the houses she cleaned and cooked at every day were in buildings without a lift. The staircases she was accustomed to. The blood rushing through her veins, fueled by a combination of excitement and apprehension, not so much. She took a moment to look around. There were four apartments on the third floor. Two of them were locked. They had been vacant for years. The cobwebs on their padlocks testified to their state. A child's bicycle leaned on a wall beside another door. It was dirty, but clearly from recent use. The door that held Shilpa's attention was probably white at some point in time, many years ago. Its frame had no flat number on it, just loose flakes of paint, ready to fall off with the slightest of persuasion. There was no name on the door, only a sticker indicating a visit from the census department. The peephole was blackened from years of neglect. She rang the doorbell. It sounded like a buzzer. A few moments passed before the door swung open. The stench of country liquor filled her lungs. She recognized it instantly. The man in front of her was the one she had seen from the window. He held a glass in his hand. He wore a white vest, a lungi, and a confused expression. Saab, Baju wali building mein kaam karti hu. Jhaadu pocha safai ka kaam. Aapke paas kuch kaam milega kya? Badli bhai rakh lo na, Saab. 
दिन में दो टाइम का खाना भी हो जाएगा साहब वेज नॉन वेज सब कुछ शिल्पा वर्ड टम्बल्ड आउट क्या ऐसा कैसा तुम किधर भी आके डिस्टर्ब करता है इधर कुछ काम वाम नहीं है रे किधर से आया तुम काई को आकर दिमाग खराब करेला तुम दैन सेड बिफोर ही हैड फिनिश्ड शिल्पा स्लिप्ट अंडरनीथ हिज आर्म एंड थ्रू द डोर ही वॉज होल्डिंग अ जा शी हरिड इन टू द लिविंग रूम एंड वॉक पास द सॉलिट्री केन चेयर सिटिंग बाय द वॉल इन हर हेस्ट शी ऑलमोस्ट चिप्ट ऑन द रग दैट ले अन कैम्प्ट ऑन द फ्लोर द विंडो वॉज ऑन द फार साइड ऑफ द रूम एंड शिल्पा स्टूड बाई इट देखो ना साहब कितना गंद है मैं बराबर से देखेगी ये सब शी सेट बीटिंग द फ्रेड कर्टन्स विथ हर हैंड्स शी ड्रू दैम शर्ट एंड देन पीट दैम अगेन सेंडिंग अ पफ ऑफ डस्ट इन टू द एयर द मैन क्लियरली फ्लस्टर्ड हैड लॉस्ट ऑल इंटरेस्ट इन द ओल्ड फिल्म प्लेइंग ऑन द फ्लैट स्क्रीन टीवी माउंटेड ऑन द वॉल ही प्लेस्ड हिज ग्लास ऑन द कैबिनेट बिसाइड हिम तुम घर के अंदर कैसे घुसा इधर कुछ सफाई खाना कुछ नहीं मांगता है तुम निकलो इधर से he said as he walked towards her the drawn curtains seemed to agitate him he walked towards them and reached out presumably to return them to their open position his outstretched hand never made it his body jolted and arched backwards for an instant before it crashed to the ground the man's rather large belly hit the ground first but even its padding did little to absorb the impact he lay face down on the floor his right leg twitched awkwardly Shilpa stood over his body with an electric taser crackling menacingly in her hand. She zapped him again for good measure. Adrenaline was coursing through her. She fought to keep focus. She checked the rest of the house. It only took her a moment. The small bedroom at the back was bare. The little kitchen was messy in spite of the fact that it looked like a decent meal had never been cooked in it. She didn't bother to peep into the toilet. All this while she was careful to check on the limp body regularly just in case the man began to stir. From her handbag, she pulled out a pair of dishwashing gloves and slipped them on. She'd come prepared. Carefully, she freed the rug from under the chair and placed it beside the man's body. Once the twitching stopped, he remained motionless. She rolled his torso onto the edge of the rug. He was heavy and it took all her strength to turn him over. She tucked his hands by his side and continued to roll him over and over until the rug was tightly wrapped around him. Through all this, the taser was never more than an arm's length away, just in case. For a brief moment, Shilpa left the man's side to fetch a plastic packet from her handbag. It had been difficult to procure since the ban. She had already crafted grooves around its open end and passed some string through them. She pulled at the string and the mouth of the packet closed shut. When she returned to the man's side, she saw that a frown was beginning to form on his face. He had begun to stir. She reached for the taser instinctively but decided not to use it. She mounted the cocooned body and used her own weight effectively to hold it down. The rug ensured there were no flailing limbs for her to contend with. She placed the packet over the man's head and pulled at the string. It worked perfectly. Fastened around the man's throat, the packet inflated and deflated. It was airtight. At first, the man took furious shallow breaths. Quickly, they grew deep and desperate. The packet made a crackling sound. She heard it over gasping and muffled screams. The movie on TV, however, was still louder than anything else. 
Shilpa rode the bucking and riding as the man made his final attempt at survival. It didn't last very long. Each time he inhaled and deflated the bag, Shilpa was reminded of a ghost. Her idea of what ghosts looked like had come from the Z horror show she watched as a child. The man's features were distorted. On his face, his lips seemed like they had been replaced by a large round hole. His eyes were open, but they didn't seem like they were looking into anything. She had grown up. Ghosts no longer frightened her. She waited until the struggle ended, and then a little while longer. She took a moment to compose herself. As her breath began to slow from its frantic state, she realized that she had been chanting. It was a song in rhythm. She continued. When she removed the plastic, the face looking back at her seemed surprised. It stayed that way. She rolled the body back until it was free from the rug. It lay face down with both arms still close to the torso. Meticulously, she returned the rug to its original position. She placed the chair back on it, making sure that it sat perfectly on the indentation it had left over the years. With her gloves still on, she took a piece of cloth from her handbag and wiped the curtains that she had dusted. She continued on and ran the cloth over the window pane, just for good measure. When her cleanup was finished, Shilpa collected her things and returned them to her handbag. She looked around the room, satisfied with the way her evening had panned out. She reminded herself that she needed to return the taser the next day. Mrs. K. Jriwal was not aware of its absence from her daughter's cupboard. Most times, the girl was fast asleep when Shilpa cleaned her room each morning. It was easy enough to lift. She felt confident she could return it unnoticed. When she left the building, the street wrapped her in the comfort of anonymity. Years of travelling alone in the city had given her a highly developed sense that went off every time a strange gaze followed her. The sense remained untriggered. The marketplace was still bustling with activity. She crossed the road and made her way back to the bus stop. The seat she had occupied earlier was vacant. She took it. This time she paid attention each time a bus rolled in. When she spotted the number 424 on one of them, she made her way towards it jostling with the crowd that was ready to board before the bus came to a standstill. A young man sitting in one of the seats reserved for women saw her and stood up. She took the seat. The ride back didn't feel as long as it usually did. Her thoughts danced between monthly expenses, money she had to send back home to her parents, and most importantly, how late it was getting. She had to get dinner started. When she got off the bus, she was not very far from home. She turned off the main road and squeezed through the dark, narrow space between the shanties that filled the slum that she lived in. The distinct sound of drunken laughter greeted her. Boisterous, unapologetic, familiar. It was a group of men that gathered each night in the little open space past the water tank. Profanities dripped off their tongues through the night. Their conversation degraded steadily into slurred ramblings that got louder and louder. She climbed a narrow flight of wrought iron stairs and opened the door to the room she lived in. It wasn't locked. Her husband had forgotten to lock it when he left. Again.
again. She placed her handbag by the mattress on the floor and squatted beside the chula next to the window. It wasn't long before she had dinner ready. Dinner for two. Before she served herself, Shilpa put together a plate of food and left it by the chula. She ate quickly, staring at the paint peeling off the wall in front of her. Once she finished, without thought, she raced through her daily chores. It was difficult to tell how long she had been laying on the mattress, fighting the weight of her eyelids when she heard footsteps approaching. As quickly as she could manage, she dragged herself to her feet. Still, she didn't reach the door in time to prevent the yelling and banging that followed. When she opened the door, the stench of alcohol slapped her in the face. It was the second time that day. Chal, jaldi gar, her husband said. His hand was already inside his dhoti. Do roti bana ke rakha hai, she said meekly. Main khane ka pusha kya dher se? Chup chap rehne ko nahi hota kya? He slurred. He grabbed her by the arm and flung her onto the mattress. She knew what was coming. Over the years, it had become predictable. That room, her bed, her home. It was the furthest from comfort and safety she had ever known. In his stupor, her husband was always angry. Even when he could barely keep his feet under him, he never gave up a chance to slap her around and shower her with a stream of verbal abuse. She had learnt that all she could do was wait out his barrage. He mounted her, lifting her sari over her head. She lay face down in her bed, waiting for pain and shame to take hold of her. They never came. He thrashed his palms across her back. She didn't flinch. She remained perfectly still. He grabbed and clawed and slapped different parts of her body. She didn't feel pain. Her thoughts were with the man she had met earlier that evening. Their time together was an escape from the rickety walls that imprisoned her. She barely felt the weight and violence bearing down on her. She could, however, tell that her husband, through his drunken haze, was trying to sing. It was the same song he sung almost every night. She smiled to herself and joined him. Tu cheez badi hai, mast mast. Tu cheez badi hai, mast.